Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself wrap up our live recording at RefCon 2019. We finished up our Q&A session in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bow, and we're at RefCon. RefCon yeah. 2019. Yeah. The third of three. Mercifully, <laughs> we are almost <laughs> done with our live recording. Yeah. And I don't know if it's merciful to us or for the people who are listening to us. <laughs> That's debatable. Uh, so yeah. maybe the audience can help us out. What is the topic of RefCon? It is... Vocation. One yes. more time, the topic is... Sweet. All you're yes. missing right now is a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> Next year. Remember, by the way, you were supposed to have the t-shirts ready. That- I know. And, you know, we're actually going to reveal something in an episode coming yeah. up here. Uh, because well, the person who I was going to have design it is just too busy. And so I think what we're going to do is okay, we're going to do a right. contest. A t-shirt for contest? a t-shirt design contest. And then we'll announce what that prize will be. So... Be listening for that. The prize will be, we'll just tell you it's a part of your vocation and we'll move. <laughs> no, it'll be a, a, a wonderful. You'll have spiritual blessings. Yeah. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, stop it, guys. Okay. Lord, forgive us. Let's get back to That's the word. Right. Okay, <laughs> so we're continuing on our yeah. Q&A. Uh, we talked about some pretty heavy topics. We talked about mm-hmm. communion, the warning yeah. of it, and yeah. why people were getting sick in the Church of so Corinth. So we're, we're going to lighten it up, right? Yeah. Well, and then we went to Luther's... Talk about Jephthah's daughter. Yeah. Whole episode. <laughs> oh, man. That would wow. be tough, wouldn't it? Okay. Uh, why did Luther rearrange the Apostles' Creed for teaching purposes? And we talked about baptism. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's... You know, that people sometimes differentiate spiritual baptism and water baptism. Uh, we as Lutherans say that water baptism is, is spiritual, spiritual baptism. baptism. Mm-hmm. And now we're on to the very light topic of predestination. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so as we think about predestination, I think there's a couple avenues is like, uh, how do we talk to people who believe in double predestination? Yep. I want to define that uh, versus <laughs> single predestination as, as or, we or are no, Lutheran. No predestination maybe. And where can we point them in scripture as to our convictions? And so um, you want to take Jason uh, defining double predestination mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. us? Sure. Uh, double predestination is typically a Calvinist confession mm-hmm. of the outcome of salvation based on God's sovereignty. And so really you look at salvation from the perspective, God is sovereign. Mm -hmm. And then you ask the question from that, why are some people saved and some people not saved? And for those who are members of faith, we just covered this last Wednesday. (laughs) Uh, The uh, confession then, why are, are God is sovereign. So why are some people saved? Because God chose them Mm -hmm. from the beginning of time from before the beginning of time Pre- to be predestined. saved. He predestined yep. them. But then the question is, why are some people not saved? And the Calvinist confession is because God chose them, predestined them from before the beginning of time mm-hmm. to be not saved, to be reprobate, to be damned to hell. Uh, and this is, uh, to clarify it, it is also irrespective of God knowing whether or not they would receive or reject the gospel. And so that's Mm -hmm. kind of a mediating thing that some denominations do Mm -hmm. is that God in his foreknowledge and his omniscience saw the condition of each person's heart. And that's what he based his predestination Mm -hmm. on. Uh, Predestination in the Calvinistic uh, system is uh, God before the beginning of time, picked everyone where they were going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And so the natural outcome of that that we just want to kind of bring out is that it is then basically states that Christ atoning sacrifices is limited. Yep, limited atonement. It wasn't for this. Was wasn't for the sin of the world. The other outcome is that is that it's irresistible grace uh, that you cannot resist the work of the Holy Spirit in. Oh, you're, you know, in salvation. You're tiptoeing through the tulips here. I am, yeah. I am, because uh, we need to be, uh, that was really awful. I needed like a drum. Now that is in my head and I hate you oh. for it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, and so those are the natural outcomes. And I know this is something I really wrestled with, especially as I entered into seminary. Yeah. I really struggled with the idea of mm-hmm. the limited atonement mm-hmm. of Christ because of all of those statements that Jesus not only dies for our sin, but the sin of the, the world in mm-hmm. verse, yeah. first John and also John chapter three, yep. you know, yep. and that Jesus died for the sin of the World, And then you've got the statements in Romans that all who call on the name of the Lord mm-hmm. will be saved and the everyone's and all of that. You've got to reconcile all of those. Also back in the Old Testament, Ezekiel chapter 18, right? Where it says that if someone repents of their sin, that their sin is forgiven by God, you know? And so is, and then he asked that profound question, you know, is it God's desire, you know, that the wicked shall be condemned. I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. you know. You've never thought about this at all. Never. Yeah, no. right, yeah. And the answer, of course, <laughs> is no. Does God take mm-hmm. any pleasure in the death of the wicked? Nope. No. And he asked that several times. No. Multiple times in Ezekiel. Exactly. Yep. And so we have to reconcile all of those things also, uh, mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter three. So mm-hmm. in my wrestling with this, um, I remember, and this was actually a very emotional moment for me. And it was, it was, it was, it was a really profound experience in trying to wrap my head around, again, the extravagance of God's grace. If we are the bride of Christ, there is in some mysterious way, I understand that salvation is totally entirely work of God. We are saved by grace through faith alone as a gift, period. I want to make that really, really clear. But there's this mysterious moment as the spark of faith through the proclamation of the gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit enables us to then receive that mm-hmm. or reject it as we believe as Lutherans that you can do based on Acts chapter seven, where Stephen says, why do you resist the Holy Spirit as your, you know, as your brothers have done before you? There is this, this aspect that Christ did die for all people, for all the sin of the world from Adam until the second coming. And that that's a reality for the church and scripture says that. Well, in the miracle of where where the Lutherans see all of this happening is that salvation isn't a cold one-way decision no. from the beginning of the time. Salvation is God's responsibility in Absolutely. both accomplishing it and causing us to receive it. God yeah. is active on both ends of that, yeah, which is why we can still be the, the word you divine monergists because mm-hmm. God still gets all of the credit for salvation because he gets all of the credit mm-hmm. for offering the salvation, accomplishing the salvation and receiving the salvation individually as he creates faith in our hearts. That's Absolutely. kind of the main difference. Yes. Now, the question we received about predestination wasn't about predestination, but was the logical outcome of that, which is what happens when it looks like someone loses their faith. Mm -hmm. So if God has determined before the foundations of the world that everyone will be saved or damned, Mm -hmm. and we are not able to resist his grace, what do we do with someone falling away from Mm -hmm. the faith? It's it's more the, the question is more about, 
can we fall away from the faith? Yeah. And, Maybe. And of course, as Lutherans, we would say yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the Calvinist way to get around that, because I don't know a single mm-hmm. Calvinist that would deny that it, it appears that people fall away from the faith mm-hmm. all the time, that, yeah. is, is that you say, oh, they were never really saved to begin with. And it's, it's the P in the tulip is perseverance of the saints. Mm-hmm. And so it's the, the confession that once saved, Always saved. saved. You yeah. cannot lose your salvation. And this is one of the ones where the Lutherans find themselves on the polar opposite of that is we can lose our salvation. And the way we lose our salvation is through unbelief, through unrepentance. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it comes down to that middling thing, that irresistible grace, where the God's grace, Lutherans confess in Scripture, is mediated, mm-hmm. that it is offered through means, that mm-hmm. God's grace doesn't come to us straight from heaven, but God's grace comes to us In, through immediately, immediately right, right? without means. It's not an yep. information download into our brains or into our mm-hmm. souls. It comes through the preached word. It comes through the word connected to the water in baptism. It comes through the word connected to the bread and wine of communion. Right. And those are the ways the Holy Spirit works salvation. Yeah. It's not that we've mm-hmm. written the Holy Spirit out of the equation. No. It's that the Holy Spirit is working through the word constantly in the ways God has ordained it to work. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you that I was, it was kind of working to Toward, was that there is this reciprocal nature, yep. um, even though it's a mystery. And again, God's mm-hmm. doing all the work in our salvation. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to, anyone to misunderstand that, that I don't believe in like this synergistic kind of thing at all. I believe that, that salvation is totally and entirely mm-hmm. a work of God. But there is this mysterious moment where this, there's a, a reciprocal nature. Therefore, mm-hmm. if that's the case then, then Hebrews chapter Two, chapter mm-hmm. three, chapter six, um, Matthew chapter 13, verse 22, where Jesus says, those who endure to the end will be saved. And all of the different parables, like the 10 virgins and all mm-hmm. of that, you've, you've kind of got to do some theological gymnastics to not get away from the reality that we can. And I don't want to even say the word lose mm-hmm. because it sounds like it's like, oh, where did I put it? I misplaced yeah. it. No, It's more intentional than that. Right. You actually are physically throwing away the grace that you have been given through Christ Jesus. You are mm-hmm. consciously and willfully mm-hmm. rejecting it yeah. and throwing yeah. it away. Yep. And it, it warns all throughout Scripture right. to do that. You know, therefore, we don't, must pay don't much harden closer. Your, don't harden your heart. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, those who hear his voice, do not harden mm-hmm. your heart. Mm-hmm. Well, all of those warnings in there, if, if we couldn't resist God's will, mm-hmm. then why is it in there? You know, just as, as a fake warning? You know, to not misuse God's grace. And I'm sure there's a part of that. Mm -hmm. But I think that if we honestly really take scripture on on its whole, on Mm -hmm. the whole aspect of it, with the bride of Christ imagery in place, there is this surrendered life in the power of the Holy Spirit because of Christ's salvation that we continually live in this reciprocal love. Even though we can't love God the right way, we are enabled and equipped Mm -hmm. to through Christ and through the Holy Spirit, right. we can then, in a reciprocal way, love God back right. it, through what Christ has done. It kind of comes back to that that word that we've used a few times over the last few episodes, this idea of tension. Vocation? Oh. Well, yeah, vocation, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, the tension, the, the, the Lutheran, we're content to stay, have that biblical tension in here it's that we must we we must believe we cannot believe but we do believe mm-hmm. that um, we see scripture teaches and we we hold those things in tension um, well, and, and as much as the Cal, you know the Calvinists maybe have a tendency to want to 
uh, cross every resolve tension. Yeah, resolve tension. Yep. Yes, there you go. That's a, I think that's a fair criticism. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Kelvin in his theology was unwilling to not have it make sense. And so he had to pursue the logic. And it, I, I think it's more of a acknowledgement of reality than a criticism, mm-hmm. really. Uh, for Kelvin, and this was an anecdote that we got in seminary from one of our profs, he was super frustrated that one day, depending on a passage Luther would preach, one day Luther would preach about how we couldn't lose our salvation. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, he'd be preaching on a different passage, <laughs> and he'd talk to everyone about how they were danger in danger of losing their salvation. Yeah. And it was Luther, let the word stand for itself. But that's one thing I think Lutherans are really poor at clarifying yeah. is our stance on salvation. Sure. From God's perspective— we cannot lose our salvation. God is always going to be faithful with the mm-hmm. gospel. The gospel is always faith, or the gospel is always available, and He's never ever going to withdraw that. From our perspective, is where, like you said, we lose the salvation because we're Throw we're it casting away. it aside. We're mm-hmm. not misplacing it, yeah. and it's the the way salvation is lost. Is mm-hmm. through unrepentance yep. that turns yep. into unbelief. That's <laughs> hardens heart. into it's, unbelief. Yeah. The, the, I think mm-hmm. maybe the best place in all of Scripture to understand this going on is Romans one, mm-hmm. and you get you know you got the whole presentation of the gospel in Romans one one through seventeen, mm-hmm. and then Paul immediately flips the script and he starts talking about damnation. He starts mm-hmm. talking about sin. Romans one eighteen: the wrath of God is revealed against the ungodliness of all men who by their ungodliness suppress mm-hmm. the truth. So that's the starting point. And then three times, Paul utters this phrase, and God gave them up. And God gave them up. And God gave them up. Kind of like Pharaoh. Yeah. Uh, It's this sense of unrepentance Mm -hmm. that carries us away from the word of God where the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. is working the conviction of sin in our lives. And places us in a place of judgment. Even the warning after the Lord's Prayer, you know, if you forgive others, they're just precious, so will your father forgive you. But if you don't, that warning, that place of judgment, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's a real place. Uh, those who endure to the mm-hmm. end, um, yeah. let us pay attention to these things lest we drift away. Yep. Uh, even just hearing, listening to you guys and, and thinking it through, it's, I just love to see how even discussing these things has a way of leading us back to repentance. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's, yep. it's happening in, in all of our hearts, but I, I just sense that that's, that God's doing that in my life of like, oh, it, it, repentance is a daily, yep. daily thing. We walk in repentance, we walk in faith. And so thankful to be, to hear scripture talked about, to have the spirit do that, that it's work in my life. It is absolutely amazing how much talking about mm-hmm. theology mm-hmm. does that. And and it's you mean a shame. It's practical <laughs> theology is both practical and relevant. Or relevant. Who who would have thought, right? Uh, but you think about the way we handle conflict, especially in the church. The way we do it is we just let's not talk about that. I mean, you think about even in our small fellowship of the AFLC, our mm-hmm. little corner of the kingdom of God, and where there are disagreements in theology, where we've left it an open question, there are different camps. Mm-hmm. What we've decided to do is not talk about it. Mm-hmm. and how much harm and damage that can do for someone who's confused, someone who's hurting. You talk about the gospel. You talk about the word of God. You talk about Respectfully the with each other. Respectfully. Yeah. You do it with gentleness and respect. You know, the, 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 2 Peter 3.15. Yeah, 2 Peter 3.15. Uh, know what you believe, why you believe it, communicate it with gentleness and respect, 
And God works through his word. God works mm-hmm. through the truth. God, yeah. I mean, it's, it's stunning that the thing we need the most is often the thing we're the least willing to do because we're so afraid of offending someone yeah. mm-hmm. or of, of getting in a debate and, you know, there's all the objections. Well, I don't know all the answers. You don't need to know all the answers. Talk mm-hmm. about it. Look mm-hmm. at scripture. Yeah. Open up your Bible with I'm someone Let's and, do it. and find it. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. It is. And even the discussion I mentioned earlier ended up being a really a, really a blessing. And, yeah. Good. you know, it wasn't you know, right. negative or derogatory. It was just so willingness to, to have a hard conversation. Yeah, it and, was, it yeah. was, you know, and he, he's like, he's like, I just kind of want to see it from your, from a Lutheran perspective. Cause I don't know that I've ever heard it before because either someone jumps to like maybe the Wesleyan perspective <laughs> or the Calvin and we're like someplace in the middle, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I think it's just really about taking scripture mm-hmm. as scripture. And the one thing I, I appreciate about one of our professors about the two questions you opened up with, it's why are some saved and others? Never keep questions. that in one sentence. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. always look at that in two sentences yeah. because scripture addresses those and answers them right. separately. And right. clearly. Yes, and in the yeah. middle of that is God's. Yep. And you leave it there. Right. So why are some saved through the grace yep. and mercy of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior? Why are others condemned to hell mm-hmm. through sin and hardness of heart? Unbelief. The yep. stuff in the middle is God's and we leave it alone and we right. pray. And and to mix it together, it loses the intended comfort, especially the, the God chose us in him yeah. before the foundation of the world. Uh, that's meant to bring comfort to our hearts. Yeah, if God wanted people to be saved, he would communicate his salvation in such a way that the people would know they're saved. Mm-hmm. That's assurance it's, it's, of faith. Assurance of salvation is so big because if, if, if he were leaving it dangling like a carrot on a stick through either performance or doubt or uncertainty, mm-hmm. it's never, ever going to be comforting and no one's going to be making that confession. No one's going to, th- their life isn't going to be altered. <laughs> yeah. But yet there's this wonderful responsibility mm-hmm. um, in, in the call to salvation and the, the free gift of salvation, the beautiful gift of salvation. There's a responsibility uh, to add that add in the, in the freedom of Christ Jesus, uh, Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through 10, mm-hmm. that we do walk in the good works that God has prepared beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have the honor of doing that. We have the privilege of doing that. Um, and I differentiate this. I've done it on the podcast, but not because we have to, but because we get to, and hopefully because we want to, in because times, of what Christ has done for us. As the Holy Spirit works on our lives. But, mm-hmm. you know, at, at the same time, we want to not venture into the realm where our motivation is paralyzing us from doing the good things that God wants us to do in the faith. Mm-hmm. Do the good thing and then repent for not wanting to do it sometimes. Yeah, and right. then the Holy Spirit is working on our hearts, so eventually we do want to do it. Yeah. Good. Well, Brian, do you, do you have anything about the Trinity you want to discuss, or do you, is that for another I time? Have one no? minute? No. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll, put it, I'll put it on pause. Tell us everything uh, you know about the doctrine of Trinity in a minute or less. Ready, set, go. go. One yeah. times one times one equals? Uh, <laughs> one. Athanasian Creed in a form of a, of a math equation. The first one isn't the second one. The second one isn't the first or third one. The third one isn't the first or second one, but yet one times one times one equals? One. One. He took you up on the challenge. That, yeah. Apparently he's never thought about that before either. Never. <laughs> I do have a verse for us though. Yeah. Um, Hebrews chapter 10 uh, verses 19 and following. Therefore, brothers and of course, sisters, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. And since we have a great 
high, a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with the true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next week as we resume back to our discussion on the Luther Confessions. God bless you and have a great week.